It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Shelvin Mack, low right side, works the baseline. Bullets it out to Ingles. He's got a line on it. He'll fire the three, and it's good. And Utah's suddenly up 11. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the... 20th of October. The Jazz preseason is all wrapped up. Some interesting goings on in the NBA last night, plus your questions from Facebook Live on a Thursday edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're doing great. Thanks for tuning in. We are live on Facebook as well on Thursdays, every Thursday. We go to Facebook Live, brought to you by the Shamrock Auto Group. Thank you very much for them for sponsoring our Thursday live editions of Locked on Jazz. In the past, I've gotten overly distracted by this. It's like a it's a test of my uh, ability to focus. It, I probably should be going to my Simply Smarter so that I can do a better job. Yeah, I got another sponsor in there. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I think I told you what's coming up on the show. We'll just kind of recap last night uh, the stories of the preseason. Ron and I did that a little bit for you on postcast. We'll take your questions, which is a huge part of this show, and then we'll run through a few interesting notes uh, that are going on around the NBA last night. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I have a good in-arena interview with Kevin Calabro and Lamar Hurd, the TV group of the Portland Trailblazers. So that's coming for you. On tomorrow's program, uh, I'm waiting to put it out just because of the fact we have Facebook Live questions coming, hopefully, at some point, if any of you tune in. 8.30 in the morning, it's hard. I know you just got to work. I don't know if I, I don't know what the right answer here is if I should push back um, the Thursday edition of the show for you a little bit. Uh, the Western Conference preview is still up on Locked On NBA and will be part two Hopefully sometime today. I've got kind of a busy day. I've got uh, fun stuff. I've got parent-teacher conferences for the kids, and then uh, I'm sitting down with Nate Duncan to do the Dunked On basketball preview for the Utah Jazz, and uh, and then I'm doing uh, – then i got to get that done. By the way, funny little note. I don't know if this is funny. I just wanted to share. Uh, I do these previews, and I enjoy doing them. The only thing I don't enjoy doing is I love these previews. I love, like, Real GM's done these divisional previews, and Nate Duncan's done these, and – and then I love what we've done. I think what we've done is just incredible on Locked in NBA. And uh, my only problem is I want to listen to them about the Jazz. And then I go to listen and realize it's me. And that's not very interesting to me. So it's kind of a funny little – I sometimes uh, I sometimes get in the car after writing up Empty the Noggin after games and want to turn on the postgame show to hear what they're saying. I realize, oh, wait, like I used to do that all the time when I was the Sonics and Jazz postgame show host. I'd, I want to hear what other people are saying. Wait, oh, I just did that show. So uh, kind of a funny – uh, catch 22. Uh, Sherlock Intelligence is the other sponsor today. Really good people out of Bountiful that are big data people. 
uh, and have helped out the Lockdown Podcast Network a great, great deal. All right. Uh, by the way, Bears-Packers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Great crossover. Arthur Arkish and Bill Huber have put that together on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So I hope you're subscribing to multiple and enjoying them. Uh, a bunch of you have sent me some suggestions on trying to figure out a way to do a best of NBA Locked On Podcast Network every day on Locked On NBA. I think it's a really interesting idea. I haven't quite figured out how to put it together. Uh, I do think it's a good idea. I love your suggestions. Please keep sending them. There's, uh, it's you know, you guys have created this. Our little jazz community has created this whole thing, and uh, it's just great to get suggestions because most of those suggestions and best ideas are coming from you. All right, let's go to our pins across the world. We're going to start with Riley uh, today. Uh, Riley Z A U G G. He must be a relative of um, another regular listener. Zaug. Is that how you would pronounce that? Z-A-U-G-G? Hi, David. Thanks for bringing passion and insight to the team I so deeply have rooted for, that is so deeply rooted in all of us fans. You have worked hard to bring fans like me. Great inside look for the team. All right, let's start this over because I have screwed up Riley. So let's take a drink of water. Let's start it over. I scan these. I don't pre-read them. I probably should. All right, uh, this is from Riley. Hi, David. Thanks for all you do in bringing passion and insight to a team that is so deeply rooted in all of us fans. You have worked hard to bring fans like me a great inside look at our team for years. I live in Vancouver, Washington, across the Columbian River from Portland, where I wear my jazz hat, and I seem to meet a lot of Blazer fans. Funny how that works. By the way, most of them think very highly of our team this year. I'm 33 years old, uh, grew up in Utah, and I've been a jazz fan since I was 8 or 9. The first time watching the jazz play was against Clyde the Glide and the Blazers in the 92 playoffs. The Jazz lost the series. The Blazers played the Bulls in the finals. But I always remember when I saw John play immediately uh, became my favorite player, and that will never change. It's the greatest pure point guard to ever play. My passion for the Jazz has never gone away, and I'm so excited for the upcoming season. The additions uh, to our team, already stellar lineup. The summer sucks without the Jazz. Uh, thanks again for all your hard work, and I'm counting the days till the season Starts. We've relaunched the Facebook Live application because it seemed to not be working. I don't know if that's true or not, but for those of you who are just joining in, you missed a great pins across the world from Vancouver, Washington, but you're getting right to the tip-off part of the show today, so let's get to it. Uh, Jazz preseason has come to an end, uh, and now they'll I think they'll get today off, and then they'll play Friday, practice Friday, Saturday, Sunday hard. And really try to get ready for this. Uh, it was nice to see Rodney back out there. Hopefully Derek gets going. De- Ron didn't sound very optimistic about that on postcast. Um, that we see him on uh, Tuesday or not. I mean, it's just, I don't know what's going on. And Alec has not gone yet. So the hope was to have him ready by the beginning of uh, the season. So hopefully we get our club back. That's that's what's most obvious right now. Um, on what's taking place and, and some of the struggles that this team is having right now is because uh, of the fact that, you know, you're just not getting um, – you, you don't have the connectivity and the continuity that the Blazers so clearly had last night. That's a team that's been out there for – has 11 returning players, and Ron just kept mentioning it throughout the throughout the game that you could just tell that they had something connected uh, that we didn't have. And to them – it was really obvious uh, to Ron to see that all night long uh, from us. And so, and, and the Jazz never got any late-game action in the preseason. They only had uh, one game with favors and 
uh, two games, you know, three games with Hood. So uh, tough, really, really tough on the coaching staff and this team. And now they've got to try to find a way in the next three days to just really bear down and get ready for the season. Uh, Portland's a miserable matchup for the Jazz. Damian Lillard is just, just awesome. Uh, it is, uh, it is, it is eye opening to watch how how he creates space. We were on the floor last night. Hesitation blows by guys just in total control of the game at all times. The Jazz can't can't defend him. The Jazz have just flank, frankly never uh, been able to defend him at all. And it continues to be a real problem for the Jazz that they uh, can't guard Damian Lillard. They have they lost three or four last year. He didn't play the game they won. Uh, so that's, you know, opening night. We're going to see that right away. He is just, he's that special. Uh, from the Jazz standpoint uh, on, on this game, I, I didn't have a huge amount of takeaways. The Rudy Gobert preseason is now behind us. And the question is, can you believe it to to say it's going to be real? Scouting reports are going to be out. People are going to be prepared for it. Other centers aren't going to want to get humiliated. Um but Rudy seems to be a different player than he has been, uh, largely due to Boris Diaw, largely due to his light, his strength. Um, really, an, a, a fabulous uh, development and work by Rudy. Rudy wants to be really, really good. I will admit, I am a bit reluctant. Uh, to ever believe that preseason is going to be the thing that leads you to. Uh, be- make a decision about a player it's 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 a bad you know there's a lot of players have had good preseason let's let what Rudy's doing right now which is great develop a little bit more uh than just preseason games but every indication of the preseason is that it's partially true I asked Ron that yesterday in postcast of whether it is that's the biggest takeaway uh from training camp to me or preseason is is where Rudy is right now uh a great point that was made to me by the way was that you know if Rudy's this good with all his passing how would favors be Favors is the best finisher in the NBA other than pure dunkers. So Tyson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan, Brandon Wright. Over the last three years, Favors has the best percentage inside three feet of any player in the league other than those guys. And now all of a sudden you have this incredible ability to get the ball to him in a way. Now he can't get as high as Rudy, and so maybe some of it's not uh, quite there uh, the same way, but... It makes you wonder what Derek might be able to do. It's also interesting to understand how great a passer Boris is. When you watch Shelvin Mack drive into the lane last night, and he got into the same spots as Boris, players situated the exact same way, Rudy in the same spot, and Mack either, I don't I don't know because I've never been there, either can't see it because he's not tall enough or his head's down, or he's not tall enough to con- make the pass, or he's so concerned about trying to cut back on the turnovers, which they want him to do, that he astutely is throwing it back out. There's any of three scenarios, but we were, there was a play where he was in about the exact same scenario as where Boris was, and Boris hooked a pass up over the top, and Mac just couldn't get that pass uh, to Rudy. So some of it is who's able to make the passes, having George Hill, having Boris Diaw, uh, having real... Uh, point guard passing veteran players uh, that are out there. Max doing a, uh, had a really good camp, and he. But I don't think he's a pure point guard. I don't. I think he would probably admit that uh, as well if he was listening right now. He's he's a scorer. He's kind of he, he's physically impressive. Uh, you know, he talks about Darren Williams being one of his favorite players. He's got that size on guys. He can beat you one on one. He's and and so that's what he's going to be able to do. It's not the same passing uh, acumen. 
it will be interesting if we get healthy where Mac and Exum split the minutes because Dante at times looks terrific and at times looks like a complete fish out of water. As he gets close to the basket, he, he's really uncomfortable right now. Um, and that is just lack of time. But the only thing that's a little, you know, there are, I'm not, again, we're not going to just evaluate Dante every night. It's absurd. But you have to, there is a level where you do kind of have to remember that in the in his first year, there are some aspects of his first year that had some alarming notes to it that we shouldn't forget just because he tore his ACL. So one of those is from January 10th, to the end of the season, Dante took three free throws the entire year, and I'm guessing one of them might have been a technical free throw. Okay, so now we watch him drive to the basket, and he always is avoiding contact, and he's throwing up these crazy runners off. That That's not going to work. I mean, that's just not going to work. He knows that as well as anyone. It's just not going to work. So he's got to figure that out. Um, you know, the other one is just how, how what kind of shooter is he? He hit a nice play up off the bounce yesterday, which he did very rarely as a rookie. So that's that's kind of some progress in that regard. Um, so we'll see whether or not how those things kind of play um, and whether or not uh, he's, he's, you know, is he able to give us 15 to 16 minutes a night uh, of quality play behind uh, George Hill? I, I, you know, George Hill, Joe Johnson, Boris Diaw, the additions have all been great. The little areas of weakness have been just the lack of connectivity and the lack of health uh, for this team in their training camp. So we'll see whether or not, uh, hopefully, you know, again, I I just am not one who's going to go sit there and make a lot of uh, comments to you about preseason and and jump all over and worry about things. I understand that it's the only – data piece we have but I can't you know on Tuesday we'll have a new data piece uh, that we can finally talk about a little bit hey uh, Shamrock Auto Group sponsors our our Thursday Facebook live edition Facebook doesn't seem to be working quite as well as um, it would regularly since either no one's watching on Facebook live or I'm not getting um, I'm not getting any uh, comments to you and maybe it's just recording the video and we're going to post it, and then that doesn't quite do the same value for us. But we'll see. Uh, nonetheless, for Locked On Jazz listeners, Shamrock Auto Group wants to say thank you for, for all the support, and they want to give you friends and family pricing on all trucks and cars, plus two years of free oil changes after your purchase. That's kind of awesome. So Shamrock Auto Group, uh, I've told you about them before, but if, if you don't remember, Rob Taylor uh, is the owner at Shamrock Auto Group at 203 North, 200 or 2000 West, uh, North Utah County Boulevard in Pleasant Grove, Utah, and they specialize in, uh, you know, almost new, barely used, whatever phraseology you want to use, cars, and you look down, they've got, you know, the Utah County assault vehicles for you uh, with the GMC Yukon, a 2016 uh, for a really nice price that you can get going there. Then if you want this, the minivan, the Dodge Caravan, there's a 2010 Dodge uh, Grand Caravan that's available for you. But here's what's really, really cool about uh, Shamrock Auto Group. And what they've been able to do is they have these really loyal customers. I've done it for you in the past. If you go to Shamrock Auto Group and you just Google it and you look at their Google reviews, they're through the roof. Well, so they have a lot of times where they have a, a if you're in the market for a car, someone wants to use Shamrock Auto Group, but they might not have the perfect exact car or truck. Well, guess what? That's one of the things Shamrock Auto Group does. They're very well connected in the auto industry. Uh, Rob's grandfather was a Chevrolet dealer back in 1920s. So, you know, they have, can expand their 
uh, base and go get trucks directly for you. So, for example, they've had five customers in the last few days who said, you know what, actually, I, I want this. Can you? You know, I've, I've worked with you in the past. You're so great. I want to work with you again. And they've done that. They've got a Honda Odyssey touring minivan, a gray Subaru Outback for someone. They've got a Tahoe Traverse. They've got a Dodge Ram Pro Master cargo van. They've got an Acura TL all-wheel drive. Love that car. Uh, so it's all out there for you. So if you don't have a car and you're looking, you know, if you can't, if, if, we, if they don't have the car that you're looking for, they can go get it for you. So because their business is so much repeat customers, a lot of it is going and finding specific cars and trucks. If you're in the market, for a car or a truck, or you know someone is, tell them about Shamrock Auto Group. Rob is just a great guy, does a wonderful job uh, out there. So check him out. You can call Rob directly at 801-319-2250, 801-319-2250. It's shamrockautogroup.com. All right, let's uh, move on to a few other little notes and news items. And um, all right, let me just quickly send out a tweet. Facebook Live is not working. Submit... Your questions to me here. And then if we hopefully we'll get some interaction. I like Thursday interaction. I'm not getting it right now because of Facebook. Uh, some interesting things happened last night around the NBA I wanted to jump on. Uh, the Rockets continue to roll. Uh, the Rockets last night, starters, blew out Dallas's starters. Blew them out. They played starter to starter. And uh, even without Patrick Beverly, the Rockets starters just crushed them. Uh, that team's going to be really interesting uh, of whether or not, obviously, they can play enough defense. But I think Mike D'Antoni is going to have them rolling. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in where the Rockets are. Um, I also just think guys don't like to be embarrassed. And they were embarrassed last year, and they never got off the embarrassment train. And I, there's too much talent there for them not to be able to pull that uh, back together. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been just dreadful. I mean, if you're listening to Locked on Fantasy Basketball, I, I can't imagine what Josh Lloyd is telling you to do with Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is probably a guy, a bunch of fantasy teams are probably going to trade him uh, before the year even starts. And it's probably, again, let's not make too big a deal about preseason and recency bias on those kind of things. But Harrison Barnes, preseason, he's shooting 26% from the field and 23% from three. That's a significant problem for the Mavericks if that doesn't change. Memphis played last night without Chandler Parsons, but with much of their other guys. And they played Minnesota in the first and third quarters last night. Minnesota outscored Memphis 57 to 31. 57 to 31. It was a bad night last night, by the way, for the Boston Celtics. Kelly Olynyk was announced will be out till mid-November and uh, an in, uh, injury to Marcus Smart. Uh, along the way. Also, Detroit, uh, Toronto got it rolling a little bit last night against Detroit. They uh, f- kind of got their guys out. They haven't played much, but they picked up where they left off. Both Lowry and DeRozan had plus 25-point nights last night uh, to lead Toronto. So that was interesting. Uh, the Milwaukee-Indiana game, it, I tried to look and see if there was anything just in the box score. I didn't really pick up anything on it, and it sounds like the Warriors uh, were just brilliant last night. But so is Brandon Ingram, 21 points and seven rebounds last night for the Lakers. A lot of good talk about D'Angelo Russell and what he's going to be able to do this year. I think the Lakers, just with some direction, are going to be um, a bit better. By the way, there was a really interesting statement made by the league's GMs the other day, whether or not they meant to or not. Uh, when they announced that they thought the Minnesota Timberwolves were going to be the most uh, improved team in the NBA this year, 
They didn't make any roster changes. All they did was get rid of Sam Mitchell and put in Tom Thibodeau. So it's pretty clear, <laughs> pretty clear what the uh, what the what the league thinks of Sam Mitchell as a head coach uh, compared to Tom Thibodeau in that comment. All right, we'll get to your questions here in just a second. I see some of them coming in on Twitter. I thank you very much for that. Uh, I want to remind you about Sherlock Intelligence. They're a Utah-based data company, and they really can do some wonderful things for your company. They're, they're working well with us on Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, you can visit them at SherlockIntelligence.com. Here, here's the game. There's so much data out there right now that everyone needs to uh, – if you're going to run a company, you've got to have that information. It's somewhat negligent not to have that data for you. Just to fly by the seat of your pants, it sounds cool, but why do that when you can get better with the data? The problem is the big boys have incredible data groups and data capturing, and they have entire staffs, and you can't afford that. So what you do is you go get Sherlock Intelligence, and they use their ability from multiple sources to give you a holistic picture of what's going on with your company. They analyze your business from all their different aspects of what they're bringing in data-wise that there's no way you could be able uh, to do the same. And then they'll present that to you in a nice package that makes sense. Sometimes, okay, well, I've got this data. What does it mean? Visual, Good visual packages they put together, and they'll sit down and help you analyze it. So it's a three-step process that Sherlock Intelligence really, really does well. And one of them is they capture the data in a way that you can't. Two, they visualize to say so you can see it. And three, they help you analyze it so you save time. And the end result is you grow your profits. You Well, in really, you get to know your customers. You figure out their patterns. And with that information, you can grow your profits. SherlockIntelligence.com. Call 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774. All right, let's go to the questions. Mark Wallen has always been really good to us. What's the prevailing defensive theory for the Jazz this season? Swarming method or stay home on shooters? Is it working? Uh, I thought they were were a little loose on level of detail last night on some areas, but then there were two two plays they went through on shoot-around last night they were great on. Uh, So I thought that was really encouraging for the Jazz was that you know they really focused on two different plays last night. Uh, they wanted to guard it in a certain way to see how Portland reacted, so then they could have to film for that for the preseason or for the regular season game. That's how they used it last night, and they did that very very well. Uh, they're seeming to have a lack of detail, and things are breaking down uh, at, at times in a way that I'm I'm a little surprised by. They don't have you know. They have great defensive player on Rudy Gobert, but if you have Boris Diaw and Joe Johnson on the floor, both those are 35-plus. Those are not great defensive players. They're smart defensive players, but they're not great one-on-one defenders. And Portland kind of takes you into that realm where they kind of start to break you down a little bit and and do some things to you in that regard that, that makes it a little more difficult. So... I mean, I think you'll see with the with the point guards, you'll see the Jazz playing from uh, the back and, and kind of bot, forcing guys off the three-point line and running them into the big uh, and trailing in that fashion, I think, is going to be what you can do with George Hill uh, as well as what you can do with uh, Dante Axum. I think you'll see them when they're doing a lot of switching. Uh, when Favors is back out of the floor, you can't switch as well with Boris as you can with Derek. Uh, so there'll be a bunch of different systems they'll mention. Portland's just a bad matchup. Uh, for the, both ways, actually, by the way, because Portland offensively, what they do, or defensively, is they force you to just play one-on-one uh, the whole time, and that's not really who we are. Uh, Tyson Newman, any information on Burks and Favors' injury? Did they get injured recently? If not, how are they not healthy after the summer? So Favors, they really, um, what's the right word? Cautiously approached things with Favors this offseason because of the back. 
tried to get his body exactly right. Um, he looks just in great shape. We saw how good he looked as a player. He was dominant. And then something happened on the IT band on the outside of, I yeah, I don't remember which leg, and it's given him pain. He's been out there shooting. He's been doing the work. We haven't seen him do a lot of running. He hasn't done a lot of contact, um, and hopefully he can either get rid of that pain or figure out how to play with it. At some point in the NBA, you just got to play uh, with a uh, a good deal of pain. So that that's what happened with Favors. Burks is back. I mean, Burks kind of is this lingering thing where he had the horrific injury last year, December 27th, I think it was. He comes back. Remember, he didn't look right. He didn't feel right. Well, it turns out that uh, after all all that, he had some he had some surgery on his knee and his ankle at that point, and now he's trying to come back from both those. They, they none of these are significant. The broken leg and then is significant, but the, these two, but the, his body's just not right. And so, with one of the things the Jazz are are really trying to prevent is that he comes back and gets re-injured. So in the old days, you would just go and have, oh, well, I, my bone is healed, and you go play, and then your leg's at 70% strength on one leg and 100% on the other, and now you get imbalances. The next thing you know, your hip's sore, and your jump shot's off, and you can't really figure out why. And gosh, he was never quite right after that injury. Well, that's why. And so the Jazz have really worked very hard to have that um, and straighten that out with Alec. It's just taking an awful long time. He, I, I got to tell you, he, he looks pretty close. Um, I see him go through drills. He's working hard. He's in the shooting things. He's he's giving every you know a lot of effort out there. And it's not like he's sitting on the side at all. Um, so it feel every day. I, I would say this about Alec. Like, and I don't I don't want to get hope. I don't. I hope this doesn't like lead the wrong. He's going through this rehabilitation. He's working so hard. You see him doing these things that, to some extent, every day I walk in the gym, I kind of expect him just to be out there finally on five on fives. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden I said, "Oh, there's Alec. He's going," um, because I've seen how hard he's worked, but. It just hasn't been to the point where he's ready to do that yet, um, and I don't have the medical sense. The, the Jazz have an incredible staff. They've added to it. They've built it up to make it uh, so that you know these are huge assets that are very important to them and try to make that um, even better along the way. Well, I appreciate Mark and Tyson sending in the questions. I apologize. It just doesn't seem as though Facebook um, came around to uh, do what it usually does here. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know why um, – I don't know why that is, um, but nonetheless, um, we'll, we'll, I, I, you know, I can't control Facebook. I can't control iTunes. All these things I'd like to control. I'd like to control Apple. I don't have the ability to do those things, uh, but I do appreciate you jumping on today. Hopefully, we'll get a better Facebook Live. Shamrock Auto Group, always nice enough. Uh, remember, if you call Shamrock Auto Group, you're going to get the friends and family uh, discount by being a Locked On Jazz uh, listener, so make sure you do tell them that would be a travesty for you to go do that and not uh, mention that. Uh, as well, uh, special thanks to Sherlock Intelligence. You can visit them at SherlockIntelligence.com, 855-339-7774. All right, go peruse the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks very much for tuning in today. Tomorrow, Friday edition, uh, we'll have the Kevin Calabro, Lamar Hurd in arena interview for you, as well as other fun stuff as we get ready for the start of the NBA season. Yes! Enough preseason. Have a great day.
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.